0: Welcome to the Giants Huddle. Get him in the huddle, get him in the huddle, get him in the huddle. The New York Giants Podcast. Hi, good everybody. I'm Paul Dettino, and welcome to another episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast. Today, we sit down and talk to Giants legend Brandon Jacobs. I want to remind everyone that the Giants Huddle can be found on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app, as well as all your favorite podcast platforms and services, including TuneIn and Apple Podcasts. Now, I welcome in Brandon Jacobs. So, Brandon, first thing I want to hit you with. Think about this for just a second, if you can put it into perspective. You come to the Giants as a fourth-round pick in 2005. Some people are saying, well, he should be a fullback. Some people say he should be a tight end. You were always of the mentality to be a running back. The Giants had Tiki Barber here. Coming off two spectacular seasons, before you wind up taking over the job, the circumstances with the Giants, Brandon, it turned out to be really good because they didn't make you do something that that you didn't want to do.
1: Exactly, you know, and I got drafted by the Giants. I mean, I didn't even step. I, like, I didn't even think to be in a position to be starting for the Giants in my third year. You know, I, I thought I was to be honest. I didn't look for the greatness that I had in my career, to be honest, with you. which I only looked at coming in for, you know, fulfilling the dream and, um, you know, and playing football in the NFL. You know, um, I never went there to to take anyone's job. I went there to learn and, and get better, you know, and I know Tiki was one of the top guys in the league, in the league at the time. He got over 10,000 rushing yards and he came out, you know, before we were I think he had 1,800 yards a, uh, a season. Uh, his last season if I'm not mistaken um, you know I just wanted to be a part of something the Giants drafted me it was it was, it was a hundred tight ends out there it was a hundred guys who played defensive end it was guys out there that played fullback I don't know why they would try to bring a guy draft a guy I mean, I mean I never knew why a team would be doing such you know such stupid things anyway a guy been playing a position all his life and you draft him at the most critical time in his life and try to change his position or something he's never played but he be able to help the team get better you know, I think if the Giants might have, you know, changed my would have changed my position. I would have been been on the chopping block, being being in and out of situations. You know, getting getting you know getting cut, being picked up, getting cut, being picked up because I'm playing something I've never played before and trying to get better at it. You know, as a rookie is just not the best thing. So having the opportunity to come to the Giants and play a running back, they they knew what they wanted and that's what they drafted and that's what I gave them.
0: In some positions, especially quarterback, there's a debate about a guy playing right away or should he be allowed to sit for a little bit and kind of wean himself in and learn from the veteran ahead of him. So you come in as a a fourth-rounder out of Southern Illinois, and you're watching Tiki, and you're kind of being worked in slowly. Was that a benefit for you before you actually had to take over the lead role?
1: That was 100% beneficial for me because... I wasn't ready to go in there and protect Eli. I you know who I was blocking on some of those blitzes in my rookie year. You know, I got better my second year. You know, I learned to pick up the blitzes and knowing, you know, for certain concepts in the passing game, learning setting routes to open at certain windows for certain routes and wide receivers. Um, that only came the time. I, I didn't know that in my rookie year, you know. Um, I didn't know that his rookie year. We worked at it, he got better. He you know, the third down guy for most of it. Uh, you know, it, it, it was it was it was it, it's definitely beneficial. I that, you know, and that's why I think what the Giants are doing right now with Daniel Jones is probably the smartest thing that any any franchise could you know could have done with your quarterback to jumping out right away. Now Eli, he didn't have the time, I think Daniel was going to have to sit behind somebody. You know, he went in that rookie year. Uh, I think what they're doing with Daniel Jones, knowing you know Eli's Sword of in his career, you know, for his years being playing, you know, as far as years play I think that's the smartest thing. I think Daniel's gonna step in and, and, and be able to for you know, and, and be able to fill that role just like I did when you know, when uh, Tiki finally left.
0: Well, Brandon, I wanna take you through a couple of key games, some key moments in your career, and if you can give me some thoughts, either background thoughts or how you reflect on them and what they mean to you. In your first year as a starter with the Giants, October seventh, you run for your first one hundred yard game. It's against the Jets. And, you know, that turns out to be, in my mind, that was the first breakout game where you had the 100 yards and showed everybody that, hey, this ball can be on my shoulders. Did, did you feel the same way at that time? Was that a significant moment, do you think, in your early career?
1: Yes, yeah, super significant moment for myself. Um, you know, my first year starting, I took the, we went out to Dallas and I took a, a hit to the MTL and had to sit out two weeks two, three weeks maybe it was, and then I had to come back. I came back against the Jets. And uh it was a good game, you know, I think that was a very defining moment for for me and, and and what I ended up doing for the Giants. Uh you know, I think showing you know showing people that yes I can take it, you know. Um I wasn't asked, you know, a lot of things though. I wasn't asked to do as much as he did. You know, after before I had Derek Water I had mod I had help. you know, know, Tiki was pretty much in that thing by by himself. So I felt like for us, for anyone of us to get 100 yards was special because we we, we were split carries.
0: Well, I can go later on into that season after your five 100-yard games. This is a giant Super Bowl season, but, but the postseason involved some tremendous efforts. I want to take you to that win against Dallas January 13th. Your one-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter that turned out to be the decisive points in that game—an emphatic touchdown that Brandon—I think everybody will always remember. I'm sure it's a tremendous memory for you as well.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Going to Dallas in that playoff run, and scoring that go-ahead touchdown—that um, was big. That was huge. You know, uh, you know, we had a lot of momentum there after coming off the win in Tampa. Uh, I think. You know, I, I think, you know, that was a run for me. You nor know, I ain't got it so much to, to be the touchdown to put them out of the playoffs. It was awesome.
0: Well, let's go now to that Green Bay game. The deep freeze in Lambeau Field. The 23-20 to overtime victory. And what do the Giants do coming out to open that game? They give the ball to one Brandon Jacobs, and he plows over Charles Woodson on a five-yard gain that may be the most powerful five-yard gain in the history of the National Football League. You know, Charles has said after that uh, time, Brandon, in his retirement uh, speech to the to the folks in, in the media, that one of his biggest regrets is that he tried to go after the ball and tried to tackle you high. Not a smart
1: move. Not a smart move for Charles. But, however, Charles Wilson is was one of the greatest competitors to ever step foot on the NFL field, no question about it. Um, great competitor a uh, true champion you know I, I, I can only say positive things about Charles because one he got the balls and the courage to take me high, a lot of guys go to the legs um, I don't know I, I think for that run though I wanted to try to make a statement to everyone in the stadium and you know their fans, our fans, their team, our team, their coaches, our coaches. I want to make a statement to every one of those people, every one of those people to give my team some confidence and and, 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 and some energy, my coaches' confidence and energy, and I want to take the world out of their team and their coaches' stuff and their fans, you know. And to be honest with you, I, I probably could have ended up scoring a touchdown on that specific play because the way they had it, Safety took the wide receiver on the you know the, the wideout was going up to block the safety. Mm-hmm. Charles came down and took him apart. Now he knows me nine times out of ten I'm gonna stick my head in that. But Charles was 100 percent committed on coming in. All I had to do was put my foot in the ground and get to the outside of Charles. There's nobody else out there. But I chose to run him over instead.
0: You know, and that
1: and that I think that probably sparked our team a little bit more than me scoring. You know, me you know me getting 20 to 25 yards on the run.
0: So in retrospect, you're, you're happy that you took them on head-on-head on head, and, and, and you plowed them over like like you did?
1: Oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> absolutely. I thought Man, so. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't regret that one bit. <laughs> All
0: right, so let's go to the Super Bowl. The historic 17-14 win over New England on February 3rd, 2008. The game in Arizona, and there are two plays, Brandon, that, that will always stick in my mind when I think about your name. Of course, the fourth and one from the Giants, 37, with 140 to go. And I will never forget how Richie Seibert always said to me, my goodness, uh, I wound up tripping Brandon as he tried to get to the line of scrimmage to get that fourth down. I'm just glad that he yes, got he it. <laughs> so so tell me if you can, take me into the huddle. You get the play call from Eli, and you know you've got to get this first down to keep the season alive. Uh, well,
1: you know, they. They came in the huddle, you know. I don't even think that was the original play call or what we had. Um, but I told Coach Coffin, I'm like, let me get it. You know, I went walk the sideline with Eli and Coach, Coach, Coach I was giving him something else. I'm like, Coach, let me get it. So I went to the uh, – I went, you know, I got so – nonetheless, I got the opportunity and I told, I told my team, I'm like, man, I got this. Don't worry. Uh, this is a big moment. I got it. 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 Actually, it would have been a much bigger run because the hole was open. But Richie tripped me, and I and I happened to stumble, and the ball had just crossed the plane. I mean, it uh, just crossed the uh, the first down, right? You know, but man, I, I had an opportunity to still be running. It was that open. They, I mean, they they had sold in there, and the, the hole was open. I just I just got tripped up by Richie.
0: Well, fortunately for the Giants, life continues. They go down the field. And with 39 seconds to go on a first down from the Patriots 13, Plexico Burris catches a touchdown pass that wins the Super Bowl championship. But what many people may not see if they don't look at the film carefully is that you're in the backfield with Eli on his left hip and wind up picking up the blitzer from the other side. That had been Rodney Harrison on the safety blitz. If you could take me through that play, Brandon, I'd love to know exactly what it is that you saw and what your responsibility was, because you give Eli an extra half a second to get rid of that ball.
1: Well, what happened was they called. Uh, I think it was eighty-one key. I think it was. Uh, it was. I think it was eighty key. We called, and key is is, is to protect it, the, uh, the, the you know from the inside out. So. What happens is they come out. They came out to sub personnel. I think it might have been a four-one-six or something like that. With one of the with 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 uh with two DBs playing at linebacker level, right? Eli makes the mic call. You know he makes the mic call. I think he made my will at the time the mic. So that that takes away that uh that takes away that that takes me off of any scan for anybody on the inside because Eli, you know, on any eighty sixty protection. I have the will and the weak side force, mm-hmm. right, so eighty key saying is, is is no difference, but except Eli made my will the might, which made that line responsible for that new linebacker, okay, all right you got to say he walked up on the outside, which was uh Harrison, he walked up on the outside, that made him since that's since my will was the might that made the next linebacker in the sam and that next uh guy on the outside turns into the the uh, the uh the strong safety sure the the linemen have the inside six The lineman have the inside six so that's the 4d lineman mm-hmm. the Mike and the sam which puts my my radar went up to that safety blitz on the outside right away who's going to be the new four so i i knew where I, was, I knew where i was gone so they came on right in uh, and i saw him coming down and i know i know i had to get across the bow Eli, to, to pick up the blitz
0: And the good news for you, Brandon, is that you against Rodney Harrison, you're going to win that seven times out of seven and twice on Sunday.
1: No question about it. There's no question against any DB out there.
0: So, of course, uh, Plexico catches the touchdown and the Giants win the Super Bowl championship. And then the following year, in 2008, it's the the debut, really, of the earth, wind, and fire combination when you and Derek Ward and Ahmad Bradshaw – uh, the way I understand the story, and I'd like you to confirm or debunk it for me, is that in in week two against the Rams, you guys get that running game going, and I'm told that it was Justin Tuck who gave you guys the nickname of Earth, Wind, and Fire. True or not true?
1: Uh, Justin was, yeah, yeah. Justin did. He, yeah, yeah. He, he definitely said uh, that's what our name should be as a group. <laughs> so yeah, that's that, that. That's where that came from.
0: And did you guys enjoy that and embrace it right away? The media certainly jumped on it. I'll tell you that.
1: It was fun, man. I mean, we had a blast. We had a blast together. Um, we had a real blast together, man. I enjoyed my running mates, man. We we had fun. We we got better. We taught each other a whole lot. You know, it never was any bickering or arguing about who was better, who who deserves the most the most money, or who deserved the uh, you know the most carries. You know, man. We just we had a great coach in Gerald Ingram. Who kind of kept it real with us about everything and you know and we respect him and and, and each other, man. I I couldn't have had some any better guys to, to to have as running mates.
0: Well, I want to take you now fast forward a little bit, 2012, a year with the 49ers, but then you come back to the Giants. And Brandon, you know this because I talked to you on the field after the game. It was a Thursday night national televised game in Chicago. Your 100-yard your effort with two rushing touchdowns against the Bears where you pounded it out and pounded it out. Your knee was giving you trouble. But I, I truly thought that if I were to tell people about what Brandon Jacobs was like as a running back, that's probably one of the tapes I would want them to see. How much do you recall about that game, and how important was it for you to have that one terrific moment on national television? <sighs>
1: Man, it was great. You know, cause at first I, know, I thought I was just coming back. To be honest, I was coming back to the to the Giants to retire as a Giant, but I didn't want to sign a one day contract. I wanted to play. I felt like I still had something in the tank, but after that season, it was kind of was you know like like took me out. I had a banged up knee that game and a poor hamstring that's on the same leg, I think. And I went out there and man, I put it all on the line. I played the Thursday night game. I just wanted to go out and show people really I could still play. You know I could still play this game with the best of them and you know going against the bears you know I, I want I want, you know I think uh, I, I think uh David was hurt uh I think I was pretty much the only back it was me and Michael Cox I want to say and uh you know I was just I was just in there you know i I got I went down I couldn't leave my team hanging like I you know you know, like they would have been with just Mike in there being a rookie and not really you know, really being ready for that that, that that type of stuff. So, you know, I played through it, man. I played through it, and um, yeah, it was a great moment. Great, great moment.
0: Well, I got one other great moment that I want to go through with you. Actually, two. Your second Super Bowl ring, I remember talking to you after that game, and, and you were in tears following that game because you told me how important it was for you to get that second ring. For those folks who may not have remembered that, could you kind of reflect on it? What it meant to you to get that second, that second piece of jewelry?
1: It meant a lot, man. Because at the time, you know, I, I wanted to be able to have something. You know, I wanted to be able to have that second ring. You know, that first one was great. The first one was the best one out the both. But uh, having the opportunity to win that second ring, man, was was you know, it, 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 it don't come by like you know that you know that often unless you're the Patriots. But um you know i i needed it I needed that for myself you know i you know i just i, I want to have you know to to be among some of the greatest with with two rings I mean the guys who have two a lot a lot of guys who have two rings are, are you know some great players and played on some you know some some great in and, and some great franchises
0: well, no matter how many rings people have, there's only one guy that can have a franchise record and Brandon this is such a historic franchise the New York Giants for you to have. The all-time rushing touchdown record in Giants history is pretty darn well special, and to do it against the Dallas Cowboys when you broke the record—that's pretty cool too. Do, do you ever reflect on that, knowing that that you've got a record in Giants history? That's that's pretty special.
1: Oh no, that's definitely special. That's something I hang my hat on. Um, yeah, you know that's that's something I tell my little, you know, my, my young football players I, I work with and. My high school guys and some of the college guys, you know, it, it's great to be able to have that record and, and be able to leave my mark as a giant. I don't know how long it's going to last, but Saquon don't doing it. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I just, you know, I got, I got, I got, I got, you know, I got quite some time until, until he get there though.
0: Well, you got 60 career rushing touchdowns as a giant and you broke Tiki's record. His was 55. Does he ever give you a little bit of the business for, for taking that away from him?
1: No, no, I think he don't. You know, I guess he knew it was coming. I guess he'll tell you, you got those little short touchdowns, man. I'm going to go on touchdowns. That's what you got. (laughs) Because, you know, they used to get mad at me, him and Imani Toomer, All of them, they used to get caught at the one. Like, don't get caught at the one, dude. No, your touchdown is now gone because they're not going to stop me for one yard.
0: Well, but before we let you go, you mentioned uh, Saquon Barkley and, and what Gettleman has done now with this Giants team clearly they're talking about it revolving around Barkley and revolving around a much improved offensive line. As you see what the Giants have done under Dave Gettleman these last couple of years, you alluded to it earlier during the conversation. I'd like to get your thoughts as to how you think the Giants are built now. I got a feeling it'd be the kind of team you'd like to play for.
1: Absolutely. I had a 20-minute conversation with Dave in the uh, in the lunchroom a couple weeks ago. And Told him, you know how much I appreciate him coming back as GM because he's a giant, no question about it. Um, you know, just talked about, you know, I support his decisions that he made. You know, uh, he's talking about doing a lot of stuff. So, you know, with Saquon being a the focal point of the offense and being as strong of a runner as he is, and even better in the receiver in the passing game, I think Saquon is going to be a, a. I think he's going to be a, a hell of a lot. One a lot, you know, he he he's gonna be able to do some things for us and I think with with building that offensive lineup like they've done, you know, um I think is good. I think we got some good wide receivers, man, with Sterling Shepard being the number one guy. I love Shep, man. Shep is hard work, he goes out there, he, he respects the game and he respects his teammates, he respects the grind, he respects everything that comes with being great, great character in a in a guy, you know, like that. And uh I'm looking forward to seeing what they will do. This year, I'm looking forward to see what the offensive line does. Um, I'm looking forward to see what Eli does. The defense should be better this year. It, it took some hits as far as the offseason is concerned, but you know, like I tell people all the time, they had too much money tied up in, in, in two or three guys, so they had to do what they did to make some room to be able to get a better football team overall and not have super, you know, crazy superstars and all this other stuff. So, you know, it, I think it was it was worth doing and. um uh, you know, uh, I'm just waiting to see, man. They drafted Daniel Jones, six overall. People didn't like that. I like that pick. I like Daniel. I like the things he's done. He got a strong arm. The kid is athletic. He can move, and you know, when need to. Um, you know, and I, 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 me and myself, I think the Giants did a great job this off season. We're picking up talent. You know, had a chance to get there to meet the rookies, man. One one thing I look at in the rookie class is when I had a chance to talk to someone as the team meeting on the, the character, the character, the class that they carry. Those guys are Giants. No question about it. So I think that's going to be great for our, for our franchise, you know, the next couple of years.
0: I'd be very remiss if I didn't ask you as an emotional, inspirational, vocal, and character leader of this team when you were with the Giants and won two Super Bowl championships – What would you tell Saquon Barkley, since this is now kind of going to be his team, how he needs to be the next leader in in whatever way he needs to be to bring the Giants back to Super Bowl championship status?
1: I think Saquon has a personality. uh, You know, being being a leader is in being a vocal leader, or I shouldn't say a a leader, being a a vocal leader and passionate vocal leader wearing your feelings on your sleeves and your passion on your sleeves and so people can see how you're feeling. you feel it. You, you have to have that personality and not everybody has that personality. So what I would, what I would tell Saquon, man, is just, you know, speak up when you see something going wrong and you want to express yourself to the coaches or you want to let another teammate know, you, you, you know, you support him. I, you know, encourage them, you know, do, do as best you can to be a, a great teammate. And that and that's the type of stuff to help you win. I never forget. Well, it's, Recently, you know, I went up to talk to the rookies, and uh, me and David. And I, you know, David is doing a promotion right now for the time. So, you know, I had me going there to talk to the rookies, you know, and we and we talked about some old times. And as I was getting ready to leave, David said, "Man, you know, bro, I, I, I you know, I love you, bro. Yeah, be safe." I looked at David and I thought, "Dave, you know, I love you too, brother. I love you too." The rookies were like, "Oh man, for real." I'm like, listen to me, man. Y'all think that's strange? The two grown men telling each other that they, they that they love each other, right? I can see how it will come off strange, but go walk in that lobby and look to your right and tell me what you see. And then you're gonna love your teammates too. And they were like, and David was like, hey, what better way I can put it? You know, that's true. We we won Super Bowls, and we and we won Super Bowls because we cared about our brother. You know, we genuinely look, we genuinely we genuinely loved each other, and as real family members. And that's how it got to be, you know, and that's and that's, and that's that's how we won. And, that, and that's how we, you know, we did what we did.
0: Well, that is totally awesome, my friend. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate taking this trip down memory lane with you.
1: Hey, thank you, P. Dot, man. Thank you.
0: That's Giants legend Brandon Jacobs. I want to remind everyone that the Giants Huddle can be found on Giants.com as well as the Giants app and all your favorite podcast platforms and services, including TuneIn and Apple Podcasts. And be sure to leave a positive review and rating. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week on another episode of the Giants Huddle. So long, everybody.